Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our own journeys of faith. Today we are in Psalm 20. It's only nine verses today, but I'll get Steve, if you don't mind reading it, that would be great. Psalm 20. Uh, It's titled, Trust in the Name of the Lord Our God. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation and in the name of our God set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. O Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. Yeah, thank you. So at first glance, I think we can often read this psalm and think that it's like an individual encouragement or a blessing. But when you look a little closer, we see, as it's the title, like we trust in the name of our God, it's talking about the king. Yeah. It's pointing to the king and the victory from the king. Um, so this we don't know. This could be a time when uh, the king is facing an army, something big. We know oftentimes in history uh, that was the case for King David. Yeah. Now, one thing they do say about these, and I don't know if you saw this or, or read it, but they say that Psalm 20 mm-hmm. and 21 mm-hmm. go together, right? Yeah. Like one is yep. a prayer, and then the next one is is a praise for the answer to the prayer. Right. Where the king, is tw- and we'll get to that next week, where the king rejoices, the Lord is answered, and mm-hmm. it's the Lord's strength. But in 20 here, it is pointing to the king, and I think it's because like we know David knows that victory is only found in the Lord, right? Yeah. May he... May the Lord answer you in day of trouble. May he yeah. protect you. Like this is, you know, talking to the king because it is only with the Lord and with his answer that you can be protected in trouble right. and you can be protected uh, and helped from his sanctuary. So now here, the sanctuary of the Lord, the support from Zion, I'm going to read Psalm 73 verse 17. And if you want to look up 2 Chronicles 20 verse 8. 2 Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 20 verse 8? That's correct. So then while you're doing that, I'm going to read Psalm 73, verse 17. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I discerned their end. So sanctuary in Psalm 20 is talking about the sanctuary of God. So Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 8. Yes. And they have lived in it and have built it for you a sanctuary for your name. Saying, and then it goes on to talk yeah. About so basically, it's just saying that the pestilence. sanctuary is a sanctuary of the Lord. Yeah, that's where the help is coming from. Yeah, this is actually the the concept that they have. Uh, you you see it show up in like movies based in Europe where people run yeah, to yeah. the to yeah, the to the right? big the cathedral and it's <laughs> the sanctuary. Right, you're supposed to be safe there yeah. from even being arrested. That's right. right. Like, from all things, right? Yeah. From evil supernatural things that we see in movies yeah, as well as that. from yeah. people. Yeah. Right. It's a, a place of rest, a place of peace. Um, and then, so yeah, so then it goes on. It says, remember your burnt offerings with favor. 
So all of these things, God sends help, God rescues, he sees um, when you honor him the way he asks you to, right? So when he, may he remember your burnt offerings with favor. Yeah. So God has laid out how we are to honor and glorify and obey and worship him. In the Old Testament, it was very clear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it is too. It's just on the side of the cross, it's a little different for that's us. A, well, that's what I was just going to say is we need mm-hmm. to remember whenever they talk about sacrifices and, mm-hmm. and burnt offerings, where we sit in the theological timeline, we come forward and have to begin to think about what does this mean about Jesus, right? Exactly. So, you, you know, you with favor, you see the burnt offerings that are made. Well, what is the offering that we've made? It, well, Christ made it for us, right? That's right. So, that's right. And then, you know, for us, is a, a life sacrifice to him surrender to him. Yeah. But, you know, may he regard your favor with favor, your burnt offerings. I just love that. Like he sees, he sees yeah. you. He well, sees is, what you're giving him and what you're doing for him. Well, this is that, this is that, uh, the great, you know, I forget what author talks about hmm. the great exchange. Oh yeah. Jerry, Jerry Bridges has a book called the great exchange, yeah. but it's that idea that, right. We get Christ's righteousness. He gets our sin. Yeah, exactly. And there's that, there's that reality that the sacrifice of Christ is the favor that God sees when he sees us. Now on this who, side, yes. Who, who walk in Christ, Absolutely. right? Who understand that. So that's that burnt sacrifice and the favor we receive. It's not something we've earned. It's something we've received that's through right. Christ, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, verse four says, may he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill your plans. Mm-hmm. So this is where it's like rejoicing in the king's strength. And we see in, verse, in uh, chapter 21, which again, we'll get into next week, verse two, it says, you have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. Yeah. So knowing it's from the Lord, knowing that when our desires become aligned with God's desires, when our heart's desire is for him and the things that he wants, yeah. then he, when he answers us, we know that it has not been withheld. Yeah. And I just we just see that so clearly in how these two, like you said, are paired for definitely together, where we see the beforehand and then we see the afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then verse five, <coughs> excuse me, may we shout for joy over your salvation, and in the name of our God, set up our banners. Mm. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Yeah, well, it's that per- the you know you stake your claim, you set up your banners. You're saying this is where we are, and this is yeah. where our. This is where our hope comes from. Our strength comes from. Absolutely, and I and I think as I was reading this and studying this too, if you want to actually, do you mind finding Psalm nine verse fourteen while while we're just chatting about this for a minute? Psalm nine. Um, salvation, your salvation, my salvation. Yes, it's between you and and God, and there's that constant renewing and re um, and sanctifying us. But I think here when it says, may we shout for joy over your salvation, it reminds us that our salvation affects more than just you, yeah. you know, like you are part of a bigger oh, body sure. of believers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think as Christians, uh, we need to remember that, that we need to remember to rejoice with each other, to rejoice in our salvation, to know mm. that it's from God, to celebrate our victories, um, that our victories and all of those things are from God alone. Yeah. But that we celebrate them together and, and we praise him together yeah. in that. So Psalm nine fourteen, That I may recount all your praises, hmm. that in the gates of the daughter of Zion, I may rejoice in your salvation. Yeah, just another, just confirming that in your salvation. When we walk this path together, today we follow Jesus together. 
Um, but in David's time, Israel walked together looking to the king, and the king looked to the Lord. Yeah. It's it's pretty, like, it's amazing when you actually look at Old Testament, mm-hmm. um, your salvation, he's the one who saved, God is the one who saves. Uh, the people of Israel knew it was God that saved them. Yeah. Constantly from yeah. being put into slavery of their own choice, right? So That's right. And somehow in the modern church, we've lost the understanding that we we can't actually save ourselves. Yeah, somehow. Like the Old Testament, they seem to have that figured out quite a bit. They like they knew. They couldn't stop doing the wrong things. Yeah. But they knew they couldn't do the right things. That's right. Yeah. Um, they we, knew where their we salvation now know, came from. We now believe that we can do enough right things yeah. that doing the wrong things don't matter. Well, we believe that that we think we're good. Yeah. And then we believe that our good is going to outweigh the bad. Therefore, we don't need yeah. to be saved. Yeah. Because we're fine. Yeah, well, even Which is we talk about that, like, biblically like untrue. I am saved, and this is my yes. salvation story. Yeah, it's yeah. like, actually, no, it's kind of God's. It's, it's he God's. kind of has been working this and, the whole and time. And it's, it's a part in many, Yeah, right, in terms of that walking life together, pointing yeah. to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just love that. I love that reminder. Verse 6 says, Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. We know here that we know mm. that David was the anointed king of Israel. Um, he will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Mm-hmm. So we know that at this in Israel, we know that David was God's anointed king for Israel. Just as we know that Jesus is God's chosen way to salvation for yeah. us today on this side of the cross. We yeah. cannot lose sight of that, right? Yeah. It's just and only then you even, even a step farther, right? Yeah. Where is Jesus seated? At, at the, the right, right hand, hand of God right? the Father. The saving might of his right hand. Mm-hmm. When, when God extends his right hand... That's Jesus coming. That's right. Right? That's, and God ordained that yeah. to be that way. Yeah. Verses 7 and 8. Some trust, I love this. I yeah, love this yeah. one. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Right. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. Mm-hmm. I just love that. So like in this time, we know that Israel and, and the surrounding countries... They trusted in the size of their army. Yep. And I'm, I'm brought to uh, the story of Gideon. Yep. You know, where God kept, kept uh, kind of reshaping the army, reshaping it down to where there's only 300 men. Yep. It was like, I actually don't need you to win this. No. You know, I'm going to use these 300, but I, I don't need to. Well, and that's the, that's the sticky note in my office on the wall right in front of my face mm-hmm. is Exodus 14.14. Uh, 14. Mm-hmm. Um, stand still, be silent. God will fight your battles. Yes, I right? love like that. We, we don't have to, actually, don't have to. We can't win our battles. Right. We can't do it. It's only through God's grace and, and the hope we find in him, right? So, yeah, all of those stories about reducing the power or shrinking the army or mm-hmm. doing things in a way that actually are contrary to what, should be it's to show us God's power. Yeah, ex- and we see we see time and time again in Israel's history where the Lord delivered Israel and he delivered David in unexpected and extraordinary ways. Yeah. Without all of those men that make those big armies, right, which everyone else trusted in. Yeah, exactly. And I think this reminds us that in God, it's in God that we can rise and stand upright while everyone else will be falling. Mm-hmm. We need to be focused on God. So this this is uh, Psalm 20 is pointing to the king. Save the king, because if you can save the king, you save our nation, yep. 
right? And our victory, Israel's victory, is dependent on the king's victory. Yep. Right? So it's pointing to that. Whereas our victory as Christians yes. is dependent on Jesus' victory, which he has already won yeah, at the cross, already, right? Already he won. already defeated death. He already defeated sin. So because of that, we can rise and mm-hmm. we can stand upright. Mm-hmm. And I just love how this psalm points so clearly to that because Jesus already has the victory. Yeah. And we, in whatever circumstance, we as believers, we forget that so often that mm-hmm. we actually, the victory is secure. Mm-hmm. The, the salvation does belong to God through Christ. It's been delivered to us who understand who Jesus is as Savior, right? Yeah. And so now, what are we doing in this world? Like, mm. we, we literally are winning people over to the right side. Like this right, is like right. the fourth quarter of the football game and the Green Bay Packers are finally winning. The Green can, Bay Packers. <laughs> and I can of look around at everybody and say, hey, like get on the bandwagon. Get on, yeah. Right? That before it's too late, hop on. Like we like You Jesus still have a is, chance. Jesus has done this. Like we live in uh, a time where we're running out of that space to continue to herald our king. Yes, right? that's right. And so we do need to be vocal and we do need to be pointing to him in everything because we know that we can look to Jesus and we know that he's already won. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question for you today, that question was going through my mind as I was preparing this and reading it and, and thinking about it and studying through it. Um, what are you going through? that you need to look to Jesus for victory for. You need to look to him for answers because whatever your circumstance is, and, and I don't know, we don't know what your circumstance, we don't know what you're walking through right now, but we do know that your victory is in Jesus. Is it time for you to wait on him for answers instead of looking to yourself? Like Israel, will you rejoice with the king and look to him for victory in your life? You may have to wait. As David, we see time and time again, and that's what I love about the Psalms, we see the waiting. Mm-hmm. We see the, the constant looking to, to the king, looking to God, and begging and petitioning him. But in the end, David always waited on God, and God always delivered. So you may have to wait, but will you choose to trust in the name of the Lord today? Hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always uh, subscribe or leave a like or comment on our social streams or tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time. Until next time, guys.